James Kennedy Ministries presents Truths That Transform. Most of us enjoy a good detective story. So what if a seasoned, experienced detective were to investigate the greatest crime ever committed? All of them have deal-killing flaws. The only flaw in the Christian explanation is that it requires a supernatural resurrection. Join us as we investigate a notorious murder on today's Truths That Transform. Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. The crucifixion of Jesus Christ is the greatest crime that has ever been committed. The sinless, spotless, holy Son of God, of greater worth than anything on earth, was unjustly executed by sinful human beings. On today's program, you will meet a cold case detective who has investigated this crime and was surprised by his conclusions. And we will share some key resources with you to help ground you in your faith and to equip you to share and defend that faith in an unbelieving world. As we begin, Perhaps you have watched real-life cold case crime shows on television. J. Warner Wallace, a former homicide detective who has appeared on many of those programs, set out to investigate the most infamous homicide in history, the murder of Jesus Christ. What he discovered changed his life. Would you state your name and experience for the record? My name is James Warner Wallace. I'm a retired homicide detective from Los Angeles County. And are you the author of the book, Cold Case Christianity? Yes, I am. Can you share the subtitle of the book with the court, please? A homicide detective investigates the claims of the Gospels. Would I be correct in saying that... In the 2016 movie, God's Not Dead 2, Christianity is, in effect, put on trial. One of those testifying on behalf of the Bible is former atheist J. Warner Wallace. Within a matter of months, I determined that the four Gospels, written from different perspectives, contained the eyewitness accounts about the life, ministry, death, and resurrection of Jesus. J. Warner Wallace helped solve many cold case homicides. His cases have been featured more than any other detective on NBC's Dateline. Even though he was an atheist, Wallace decided to apply his skills to investigate the claims of Christianity. I didn't know anything about what church was like, what to expect, but I did know how to put together a case. And so I started to look at Christianity as a case. I was not a Christian growing up. I didn't have any Christians in my family. You know, in Los Angeles County, you could very easily spend most of your life, uh, I did, without encountering any invitation to church. And I didn't get my first invitation to church, I think, until I was in my 30s uh, from a friend I worked with. J. Warner Wallace is an expert in reading transcripts, and he learned to ferret out truth-telling from lies. What if he applied those principles toward the Christian faith, which rises or falls based on the history? 
For example, did Jesus actually rise from the dead? Was this true history? When I first encountered the claims of the Bible related to the resurrection, and I listened to a passage and somebody read it, I heard it, you're probably familiar with it, it's in 1 Corinthians when Paul says that, hey, if the resurrection isn't true, you're to be pitied because we've been lying to you. We have false witnesses. We have been lying to you. You have no hope of your own resurrection, and none of the stuff we said about Jesus is really worth listening to either. I knew, for me, as a 35-year-old who was not a Christian, that that central claim is this guy, did this guy rise from the grave? I didn't have to worry about it. I didn't investigate anything else. I just focused on that claim. And that claim changes everything. In effect, with J. Warner Wallace, what we have is CSI meets Christ. What we do in crime scenes is we simply ask the question, in death scenes, I can walk into a death scene, there's like four reasons why anyone dies. Four ways to die. Only one of them is a murder. So when I walk into that scene, if it's a natural or an accidental or a suicide, I get to go home. If it's a murder, I have to stay all night. Now, there's evidence related to the, 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 the empty tomb of Jesus, the resurrection. You have an empty tomb. <clears throat> if it wasn't empty, this would be over in the first century. You have people who refuse to recant their, their stories. If they had recanted their stories, this would be over with in the first century. But are there other plausible explanations for the empty tomb other than Christ's resurrection, wondered J. Warner Wallace. That I looked at every possible atheist explanation. There's like six right now that anyone would probably find if they searched online for any period of time. And young people are hearing all six. Oh, he didn't really die. He was just unconscious. Oh, they hallucinated this. Oh, they lied about it. Oh, they, an imposter stood in for Jesus. I mean, there's a number of ways of explaining this from an atheistic, naturalistic explanation. All of them have deal-killing flaws. But is there a flaw, he speculated, in the Christian explanation that Jesus arose that first Sunday morning? The only flaw in the Christian explanation is that it requires a supernatural resurrection. And for a lot of people, that's enough of a flaw that they're out. But I already, as an atheist, believe that, and I believe in Big Bang cosmology, that all of the universe, all space, time, and matter came into existence at a point in the distant past from nothing. That means it didn't come into existence from a spatial, temporal, or material cause. Whatever caused the universe, based on the science, has to be outside of space, time, and matter. Now the only question is, if that's a personal being rather than an impersonal force, am I really going to get all uptight about the resurrection? I mean, that's like small potatoes. The biggest miracle in Scripture, if Scripture is telling us the truth, is in Genesis 1. Everything from nothing. I'm thinking if there's a being who can bring in everything from nothing, he can probably walk on water, part the Red Sea, do a bunch of other stuff that's not going to impress me, compared to everything from nothing. As Wallace explored further, he realized there were repercussions to him examining the truth claims of the Gospels. So I always asked myself after I looked at this, and I said, okay, so what, what's holding me from the Christian explanation? I have a very strong naturalistic presupposition. But as a naturalist, I'm already outside of nature, space, time, and matter, to explain why I'm here to begin with. So what's really holding me back? What is, what is, what is, it's it's got to be something more than just my philosophical naturalism. It's got to be something, and I just had to be honest with myself. And that, to me, unlocked the miracles of Jesus in the New Testament. As the Apostle Paul wrote in the first century, For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. 
1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 to 5. As an atheist, I would have had a hard time if you would have approached me to first make your case about anything that Christianity claims from the textbook called the Bible. I, I just was, didn't accept the biblical story to begin with. I needed somebody first to make a case for why that was reliable. But once I made that case for myself, I was willing to listen to what it said about me. And so, Jay Warner Wallace, former atheist and cold case homicide detective, gave his heart and life to the risen Jesus. He even went on to write Christian books like Cold Case Christianity and Person of Interest. When I examined the Gospels, I was trying to determine if these were accurate, reliable accounts in spite of any differences that might be between the accounts. Ah, and as a devout Christian, you feel you succeeded? Oh, Mr. Kane, I think you misunderstand me. When I began this study, I was a devout atheist. I began examining the Gospels as a committed skeptic, not as a believer. I'm not a Christian because I was raised that way or because I hoped it would satisfy some need or accomplish some goal. I'm simply a Christian because it's evidentially true. Many wrongly think that faith in Jesus requires turning off your brain and believing in the irrational. But that could not be more wrong. As homicide detective J. Warner Wallace found, a careful and honest investigation of the facts leads us to the truth of Jesus Christ and the gospel accounts. Dr. Kennedy once put it this way, I am not in the least bit afraid of any person who wants to challenge me on the evidence. It is blind unbelief which refuses to even examine evidence. He shares more on the unshakable evidence for the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus in this portion of his message, Many Infallible Proofs. According to the scriptures, every Christian is called upon to be a soldier of Christ. Now, in those days, a soldier had two primary weapons. He had a sword and a shield. Without those, he was helpless. Now, the sword obviously is a emblem, an emblem of offensive warfare, where the shield is an emblem of the defense. And in the spiritual world, we need both. We need the sword of the gospel, and we need the defense of what is called apologetics to answer the response of the unbelievers. Well, I think it's interesting, as Paul said, that he was set for the proclamation and the defense of the gospel. We should be too. Did you ever stop to think that without the resurrection, even the cross is meaningless? There were tens of thousands of Jews that were crucified by the Romans. This would just be another. It was only because God revealed his acceptance of that sacrifice by raising him up from the dead that his atonement has meaning. And since the resurrection is the principal foundation of Christianity, Every infidel from the first century down has aimed its biggest guns at the resurrection and tried his best to destroy it, but all in vain. I am always reminded of that large cartoon I saw with a, with a huge anvil 
sitting in a barn somewhere, and all around it on the ground were scores of broken hammers. And the words beneath it said, the anvil stands, the hammers break. And so it is that all of the hammers that have pounded upon the resurrection of Christ have broken, that it is impregnable. It cannot be gainsaid, it cannot be denied, it cannot be overthrown. And it is so vitally important. Jesus is the greatest person that ever lived. And one of the reasons for that is he solved the greatest problem that mankind ever has or does face, and that is the problem of death. No matter how wealthy you are, how successful, how famous you might be, how beautiful or handsome, death will overtake you and will grind you into the dust. And you will be buried beneath the sod and people will walk on your face and have forgotten who you were, as it is true of most all of the people in any cemetery, even in this town, should you walk in the midst of the stones. But Christ, and Christ only, gives us hope beyond the grave. The greatest of intellects has quavered before this ultimate last enemy of death. The genius of Greek philosophy, Plato, was asked this question, will we rise again? And Plato, with all of, its, all of his brilliance, said, quote, I hope so, but no man may know, unquote. Plato, I know I will rise again. Sorry about you, old boy. The Christians knew in the midst of a world of uncertainty, one thing that stands out is their certainty. I know whom I have believed, the Bible says. And the apostles were sure that they would live again. It's what transformed them. Now, many people think that Christianity is some sort of a leap into the dark. You should know that most of the arguments that are leveled against Christianity are true for all pagan religions, but they're not true for Christ and Christianity. And so they take things which are true everywhere but Christianity, and they aim them only at Christianity, such as this, religion is a leap into the dark. That's true for every pagan religion. But only Christianity is based upon evidence. It's interesting. I've known a number of people that have rejected the resurrection of Christ. I've never met one who had read so much as one book, and there are hundreds, about the evidences for the resurrection. Christianity is not a leap into the dark, it is a leap out of the dark and into the light of evidence. One of the evidences for the resurrection of Christ is, is so obvious people don't think about it. It's very simply this, the Christian church. Do you think of the Christian church as an evidence for the resurrection? You should, because you see Christianity, like no other religion, is based upon the teaching 
that Christ rose from the dead. Furthermore, it was something that is incapable of being overthrown. Let me just mention a few of the evidences for it. One of them is the fact that you are sitting here on Sunday. You're here today because Jesus Christ rose from the dead on the first day of the week. And the seventh day, which was a memorial of the creation of the physical earth and heavens, has given way to the first day of the week and the establishment of the eternal kingdom of God, the new heavens and the new earth and the new life which Christ brings. That's why they changed from the seventh day to the first day. The Sabbath is a great evidence for the resurrection of Christ. Then there's Easter. Did you ever think about that? Sometime I'll I'll hear Christians say, well, ought we not celebrate the Passover? That was a big celebration in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament until the death and resurrection of Christ. Why don't we celebrate Passover? Did you ever wonder about that? Christ is our Passover, the Bible says. And the Passover, which was not on the first day of the week, was simply a foreshadowing, not of the Lamb of an individual or family or even a nation, but this was the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world, said John the Baptist. And this is the world's Passover, who shed his blood, the blood of the divine Son of God for the sins of the world. And of course, there are those who have tried to deny it in various ways. There are those who have said that it was all a fraud, that the disciples stole the body. That's the oldest theory. You have the fact that if that were true, and if the apostles did steal the body, they were going to be confronted by that fact, and all but one of them eventually was going to be charged and condemned to die for preaching that Jesus Christ was Lord and that he had conquered death and risen from the grave. Would not one of them at least decide to save his hide? No one ever yet gave his life for what he knew to be a lie. No, my friends, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is that tremendous foundation, the rock of Gibraltar, on which Christianity rests. There are dozens of other evidences for it which time does not allow me to tell you. Every unbeliever has tried his hand at getting rid of it, all to no avail. Jesus Christ showed himself alive by many, by many infallible proofs so that the lives of the disciples were transformed because he overcame the greatest problem that we will ever face. You and I are going to die. 
One day soon, there'll be another meeting like this. You won't be here. You'll be in a hole in the ground somewhere. And very soon, no one will even remember. Only Christ can help you. He's the only one that can say, I am he that was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And you that believe in me, that trust in me, shall live also. Have you surrendered your life to him as Lord and Master and Savior and God? Have you trusted in his atoning death as being the payment for your sins? Have you rested your hopes of eternal felicity upon his atonement? If not, then you are without God and without hope in the world. And your final destination is a black hole in the ground. Ah, but Jesus stands inviting you all, come, come unto me, why will ye die? Dr. Kennedy was passionate about helping Christians understand the factual, historical basis for their faith and encouraging them to share it with others. It is faith-affirming and spiritually edifying to hear the facts of Christianity so clearly set forth. If a friend were to ask you why you believe Jesus is truly the Son of God or how you know He rose from the dead, would you be able to give a clear answer? Dr. Kennedy wrote his classic book, Skeptics Answered, to help people just like you. In this book, Dr. Kennedy answers key questions such as, was Jesus God? Is Jesus the only way? And what about the problem of evil? And we want to send you a copy of this important book as our thanks for your generous donation to help us preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and defend the truth. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free 877-962-7677 or go online to djkm.org. Skeptics Answered will strengthen and encourage your faith as you discover that it is rooted in undeniable truths. Dr. Kennedy loved holding up the truths of Christianity. Another giant who convinced perhaps more people of the truth of Christianity than anyone else over the past century was C.S. Lewis. Lewis started out as a confirmed skeptic of Christ until the truth became undeniable and overwhelmed him. Now you can see a dramatic presentation of that conversion in the DVD, C.S. Lewis on Stage, The Most Reluctant Convert. Noted actor Max McLean brings the great Oxford Don to life in this compelling one-man show as he takes you on a journey from unbelief to a love for the Jesus of the Bible that changed the world. We will send you a DVD of C.S. Lewis on stage, The Most Reluctant Convert, along with Dr. Kennedy's book, Skeptics Answered, as our thanks for your generous gift of $50 or more. 
Again, Dr. Kennedy takes on some of the most asked questions regarding the validity of the Christian faith in Skeptics Answered, which we will send you as our thanks for your generous donation. And in gratitude for your support of $50 or more, we will include celebrated actor Max McLean's powerful dramatic performance on DVD in C.S. Lewis on stage, The Most Reluctant Convert. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. It's quite popular these days to speak of Jesus as one of many important moral teachers from history, along with Buddha, Mohammed, Confucius, and others. But as the great theologian apologist C.S. Lewis noted, Jesus claimed to be God. So this option is not actually open to us. Lewis said, and I quote, a man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would be either a lunatic on the level of the man who says he is a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, you can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to." End quote. If Jesus rose from the dead, he vindicated his claim as Lord and God, and he did indeed rise from the dead, leaving the tomb empty in Jerusalem nearly 2,000 years ago. So what are you going to do? Jesus will not let us make him one wise man among many. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by him. So what will you do? You can be saved and received his gift of eternal life right now, even where you sit. Pray with me this prayer. Father, I acknowledge that I am a sinner deserving of hell, but I believe Jesus is Lord and God and that he died on the cross for my sins and rose again from the dead to defeat death. Lord, please come into my heart, forgive me of my sins and help me live my life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear friend, if you sincerely prayed that prayer for the first time, we have a vital resource we would like to send you at no cost or obligation to you. It's Beginning Again, Dr. Kennedy's book for new believers to guide you in your relationship with Christ. Contact us to receive a copy today and may God bless you as you do. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for being with us. Here's a look at the next truths that transform. 
let's take the rules of evidence that everybody agrees on and let's apply them to the Gospels. And when they are applied to the Gospels, then we know that they are true. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.